Who are you the version of? In the NFL? Nah, in general. In general? <laughs> the black know, Steve Gates. I, wait, I thought we already figured out who he was. Who was it? The dude from Euphoria. <laughs> Fez. Fez from I haven't seen the show. That's just what it was. It was it was actually his words. He said it. Nah, it's accurate if you see the show. But What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Dear Homer podcast. I'm the the number one Arsenal fan in the world, JD, here with the man who is the Kmart version of Jer Burrow, Jake. How you doing? <laughs> Not the Kmart version of who? Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'll take that. That's pretty cool. The Kmart version of Joe Burrow. Yeah, you you might you might Kmart version of Joe Burrow. Sure. And the black version of Tony Romo. Yes, Nick. sir. <laughs> That's a compliment. I don't care. I, I think I speak for all the Arsenal fans. Uh, we are very happy about this transfer window. Bro, um, shut, stop. We 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 got Arthur Melo. We got Vlahovic. Oh, they got Arthur. Uh, oh, that's God. a good uh, sign. We we got we got money All for right. Ketier. Um. All right. This this is real a, nice. A, a, a Bumiag is 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 leaving for double figures. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see. Let, let's see that's actually okay. That's a dub. This is real uh, professional of you guys. No, but that actually, I'm not, I'm not even joking anymore. That is uh, who else am I missing? I know there's another big transfer that came that, that left Arsenal. Oh, yeah, Nicholas Pepe. How could I forget? He's leaving Arsenal. He is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to AC Milan. They, AC Milan bought him for 40 mil. Um, so ah. good riddance. Uh, let's that's see, who else? That's a good deal. Um, yeah. are, are you done? Are you done? No, 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 there's one more, there's one more, there's one more. We bought in two of America's best talents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. All right, that's okay. Um, Gronky? All right. I Gronky, yeah, Gronky, Gronky, oh, Gronkowski, Gronkowski, whatever his name is. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> hey, he got our team to the Super Bowl, right? So now we're going to make more money next year. We got we got the Denver Nuggets' best uh, center back, and <laughs> the Patriots gave us their best kicker, so we're good. <laughs> Stop! That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. I I just gotta say I'm gonna admit it to everyone listening right now. I look like the biggest fool in the world because when we tied Burnley zero to zero, it was eight in the morning, and I was in the group message like, "Hey, yo." That's the most important tie Arsenal's had in a long time because that's going to show them we need to get a striker and they're going to spend the money. And this is like two weeks before the transfer window uh, ended. We were rumored to be signing Valovic at the time, and obviously that didn't happen. 
And then it got to the point where I was so desperate. I was happy the Rams won the NFC because I was like, yeah, Kroenke's going to be happy. He's going to call up Edu and he's going to be like, pay whatever is needed for Esau. We need to get a striker for Arsenal. I was wrong, man, and I'm embarrassed. All right. I'll say it. We didn't sign anyone and we let a bunch of people go. Like, it, man, I don't even. I think we have about 16 players, 16 first team players right now. Arsenal, Arsenal, my old tryouts to fill out the roster for the rest of the season. Like, I, oh gosh, isn't it? I'm embarrassed. A, isn't it a little bit of a good thing that they didn't just panic buy somebody though? Because I feel like that's what a lot of these Premier League teams do. Like, that's something Chelsea oh, would for do. Sure. So at least they didn't just buy like but the we, third, we, we needed, the fourth, the fifth choice. We needed top four. And to get top four, you need to score goals. We haven't scored Whoa. a goal in four games. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop okay. it right there. What What was your, your expectations going into this season? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. My expectations? Yes. Ah, my expectations are we would compete for top four, but probably get top six. So you you had faith Arsenal's gonna be top four this year. Faith? No, yeah. no, I, I thought we could fight for it. Hmm. I wouldn't okay. say I believe it. But that hold on, but life's about you gotta life's about changing your expectations. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I might have started the season thinking top six was realistic, but once we hit December. And we're in fourth with a game in hand. I'm starting to think like, yo, like, let's make the reinforcements. We need to confirm top four. So that's where my head was at. Yeah, like when the year started, I was happy with top six were cool. But top four is right there. And we need we can't we haven't scored. We haven't. Arsenal has not scored a goal, I think, in 2022. We're in February. Like, come on, dog. (sighs) It's we're hey. down bad. We're down bad. I gotta say it. So, Jake, Lukaku's still at the club. No, your 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 offense looks kind of kind of shaky. No, well, got uh, Usman Dembele could have helped, or or Hazard even on loan could have helped. Yeah. Aren't you aren't you surprised uh, Roman Abramovich like you know didn't spend any money this this window not even on a on a panic buy like not, nothing at all. They do love a panic buy, so I thought a panic buy like you know there have been a lot of famous panic buys. I can't even like keep up with all of them. I think my favorite one of all time was Papi Djulabodji. Um, when Chelsea needed a center back, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna sign this guy. He plays for Sunderland." Um, or I think he actually played for like Nantes or something. No, he played for Nantes. And then he went to Sunderland after because yep. he wasn't very good. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at all these other clubs that are big clubs and it's like the one thing that Chelsea needed was they needed a left wing back because everyone knows Tuchel likes to play a back three. Marcus Alonso is actually at the point now where he's genuinely washed. Um, Chilwell's injured for a long time. James is injured too. So it's like, okay, well, well then who do you play there? You know, Chelsea, they like loaning players out. That's no secret. I knew that before the season started, they shouldn't have loaned out Emerson. Um, you know, obviously that has now 
proven a point because they literally tried. They spent the entire window trying to get Emerson back on loan from Lyon, and they couldn't do it. I wonder why. Probably because there was a clause in the deal that didn't allow them to. It's like Lyon, <laughs> they need Emerson. They wanted him for the year, so they want to keep him. It makes sense. And then I just watched, you know, a guy like Robin Gossens go on the market who went to Inter Milan for like 18 million. And it's like Chelsea couldn't cough up 18 million for like one of probably the better left wing backs around over the past like calendar year now. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like they're like every player that Chelsea gets linked to, I just ask myself like, why, you know, they get linked to midfielders like every single week with like Declan Rice and Tushmeni. Even though, like, like those are good players, I understand it. But Chelsea don't need a mid, like a midfielder right now. I think the midfield is the most stacked part of Chelsea right now. So I don't know. Not like not even thinking about a guy like Robin Gossens. Not even thinking about someone like Dembele, where no one else in the world is interested in the in Dembele right now for some reason, and Barca don't aren't interested in him either, and. Chelsea need attacking talent. A lot of their attacking talent has been extremely underwhelming. That's not a secret for the past really two and a half years now. And nope, didn't want him for whatever reason. Didn't even want to try him alone. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. I don't know how Chelsea thinks they can like, I think they've like, I don't know if they're cashing in on the season. They can't catch city anyway, but they at least could have tried. Um, they could have tried to catch Liverpool and they, they, they could have just made it so that we're not, you know, biting off our fingernails for them to make top four like last year. But I think it might end up being pretty close again, even though they're 10 points off West Ham right now in fifth. But West Ham have a game in hand, at least, and Arsenal have t- uh, three games in hand. So it's going to be close. But yeah, now Chelsea are major losers. Whenever you fail to sign your own player in a transfer window and you don't do anything else, like you have to be like one of the biggest losers. And I'm sick and tired of Chelsea fans, man. Do, do I fall in that category? I'm just saying, y'all have gotten every player, you, man. No, that's fair. No, that, like that, that. That's fair. Like I, I'm almost like sick of myself because it's like, yeah, complaining we didn't get our own players back. Y'all have like Arsenal fans would kill to have the roster you guys have. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I, I mean. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> but hey, you, like, like you would, hey, you would you kill to what? get into the top four, and like that's the level of squad we have right now. So it's yeah, like, that's all I was gonna right say. now we're killing to get a little bit higher than that. So that's why we're frustrated. So like that's just where the trend disconnects a little bit because uh, you know uh, Ch- Ch- Chelsea have the facilities and they have the owner that's willing to just pump in this absurd amount of money to try and do things that City are doing, and the right players are just not being bought. And when they are being bought maybe not being kept or being treated the way or being paid the way that they should. It's just, it's strange, strange club right now. Who, who do you guys think won the transfer window? And, okay. Do we want to do only the Premier league? Yeah. Prem? Cause we can shout out a few. Cause I, I, I would have a few. Let's just go in general. In general. general. Yeah. Okay. Big, big shout out. And I'm going to say this right now. 
in the championship. I'm a big Bournemouth fan. I want to give a huge shout out to Bournemouth. All right. Yeah. Bournemouth are getting promoted to the Premier League. I repeat, Bournemouth yeah. are getting promoted to the Premier League. It's close for next season. It's close, but they're the most talented squad for sure. All right. Let me let me just name a few. They they added depth to their team. All right. Freddie Woodman hasn't been doing so well in the Premier League, but he'll gain his form back in the championship. Last year he was probably the best goalkeeper in the championship. Nat Phillips. Yeah. Man who locked up Zlatan Ibrahimovic in Champions League. I, I had to say that, and I'm an AC Milan fan. All right. Yeah, and they they that, needed, they needed a center back like that. Nat Phillips is above championship level. He's not yeah. he's not a championship player. He's a Premier League player. All right. Sure. Ethan Lord, he'll bring in some minutes, some quality minutes for Bournemouth on loan for Manchester United. And a guy I thought Burnley were gonna sign. But Burnley went above and beyond. Kiefer Moore is on Bournemouth. Kiefer Moore is a six foot five beast in the six yard box, dog. He's going to tuck away some goals next to Dominic Solanke up top, for sure, for sure. And last but not least, you see, there's a saying that goes I'm playing chess, you're playing checkers. And that's what Todd Cantwell did in this transfer window. Hmm. He knows. Norwich are going back down in the championship. So he says, you know what? Let me plan a team. I, I know it's going right back up to the Premier League. I'm going <laughs> to sign on loan with Bournemouth. I'm going to ball out. I'm going to hit dabs like I'm in 2014. I'm just going to be me, bro. I was going to be cool. And Bournemouth is cool. And that's yeah, why yeah. Bournemouth won the transfer window, in my opinion. I have other teams too. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you guys go. I mean, it, it's weird. I, the Bournemouth one's really good because you look at what they did and they signed a lot of guys. Like they signed like, like usually the January transfer window is like, okay, what do we really need? We'll sign like maybe one or two names. And that's usually about it. You don't really see like major reconstructions going on. I, I will talk about Newcastle, I'm sure, but I'm supposed to shout out a winner. And like, I, I don't mean that as a diss because I don't think Newcastle are losers either. I actually still think they should be classified as winners. It's just, they're not like big winners. Cons- like with the context of the fact that they're Newcastle, because they probably could have done better. But I think a winner has to just be like, I, I don't know, Juve and Inter. So maybe just Italy. Like I'm sorry, Josh, but like oh no, don't don't worry. We'll, I, we'll talk. I, yeah, we'll I'm talk about like, my, we'll talk about my club. You know, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can throw <laughs> we'll AC Milan into that. There's a reason why I've been spoken by AC. Yeah, don't I worry. don't think I can throw AC Milan into that man. But Juventus, like they went out and they signed Vlahovic from from Fiorentina, a team who was competing. Like Fiorentina are pretty high up the table too this year. Um, they are currently two point. They're currently two spots off of Juventus. They're six points off, and they have a game in hand. So they basically just took the best player away from a team that is competing, competing to take away. Them. Yeah, competing with them from European yeah. football. And they turned around and they got Dennis Sicaria for five million from Gladbach. And it's like it's always these Italian teams that find deals like that. It's like it. It almost like it's. And this is what I might say about AC Milan. It's where it's like. 
maybe AC Milan in a year from now or something will have this transfer window where they hit on all these guys and this cheapness will just pay off because I swear like Juve weren't cheap by <laughs> signing Vlahovic. That's not cheap. Like they spent a lot of money for him. You know, they were being rumored all these <laughs> these bums really for the entire window. <laughs> and then they were just like, yeah, we'll just sign it. We'll just sign Vlahovic instead. But like it almost pays off for these clubs to be so cheap because being cheap gets you a deal like Dennis Sicaria for five million. And I don't know, whenever you pull off a deal like that, in my opinion, I think you have to be a little bit of a winner. Plus they signed Vlahovic, so that that helps too. I mean, they, they're on 42 points right now. Inter Milan are nine points above them with a game in hand at the top of the table. Can Juventus win the league? No chance. No chance. I, it, it's, it, it's not really close, but could they still sneak their way up into like, dare I say, second, third? For I don't, sure. I, 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 I think, think, I think the for Juventus sure. situation is a lot worse than we realized. Because like the issues at that club run deep. It's a club that like all their best players are third. What would you, Josh, what would you say the average age of a relevant player for Juventus is? Average age? Yeah. Not it's, the it's roster not. in general, but the average, like someone. It's, like, it's not, I think you're, you're, you're thinking in the context of Bonucci and Chiellini. Yeah, it's changing. It's it's not that bad. And that's why I think they're winners because well, they're, they're, say, start, they're starting to like, build something. I would say it's, it's it's in the age range of like 20, 27, 28. Well, here's why. Yeah. Here's why I do think it's that bad. So who would you guys say their best player is this season? Well, obviously, Dybala is not. Dybala is not. not Dybala hasn't yeah. been that guy. He'll probably leave soon, yeah. I would think. So take him out of the equation. And he hasn't been the guy we thought he was for the last few years. So Dybala is out of the equation. Who would you say next? You'd probably say uh, Chiesa, right? Probably it's got to be Chiesa, I would think. He's yeah. out on a torn ACL for like the next seven or eight months, and that happened January 9th. So when mm-hmm. you bring in someone like Valovic, you're thinking, "Yo, like we're gonna pair Valovic with Chiesa. Those are two of the best young players in Serie A. We're gonna make a run. One of them is not gonna be playing for you, and now you just have Valovic, and you're gonna hope he scores goals for you. But at the end of the day, like." it's not a guarantee that you're going to get a guy to join your club in January and he's going to score a bunch of goals for you in a new system. It's the same league, but it is a new system for him, right? The Fiorentina system was built around him. The Juventus system won't be. And we've seen this season, Juventus's problems run deep in that like a lot of their best players, like they were saying, like I was saying, are a lot of these older guys who fantastic players, great leaders, all that stuff. But, over a 38-game season. Like, it's gotten... And I'm a big Weston McF- uh, McKinney fan, but it's it's gotten so bad that I think over the last five or six games, Weston McKinney's their top scorer. Like, that's yeah, that's I'm, the Juve... That's, the Juve I'm, that's what Juve I'm, is. I'm not, I'm not defending... I'm not... This is about the transfer window, right? It's like... Yeah. They didn't fix their problems. Okay. And no team can ever fix their problems in January. It's never happened. There's never been a team. I'm sure somebody can pull up some something where like Liverpool. Liverpool, when I think when they signed Van Dyke, you could argue they. Okay, it. like fair enough, but like that would be most, the only one I could. Think. For, for the most part, it's like you never hear about a team in January yeah. overhaul their squad and whatever. But 
he meant to start a rebuild. There's no secret. I mean, they hired Pirlo. That didn't work out. Like they, like they've been rebuilding for, for a little while now, you know, they didn't win Serie A last year. Uh, there, there's, it's no secret that they're in a rebuild. You are right. Some of their best players right now are still the old ones. That's a trend that we are still seeing at like Barcelona and Real Madrid a little bit, but they are starting to figure it out a little bit. Whenever you sign a guy like Vlahovic, it's easier now to figure out the rest of the squad. You know, yes, case is out, but that's okay because we talked about how this year is already kind of chalked anyway, right? So now all of a sudden, maybe Vlahovic, you you took him away from Fiorentina. That's one less team you sh- realistically should have to worry about. You have Weston McKinney. You 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 signed Locatelli, I believe, in the summer. That was great. He can be a part of you, a, a part of your squad long term. There's nothing wrong with 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 uh, Chesney. Um, I mean, Benucci still plays at a high level. It's like you know you have Bernadeschi. It's like the the squad. There are pieces to this rebuild. It's like when you look at an NBA team that rebuilds they never usually figure it out within a year. And the main, the main thing that you look at is that they're building something and that they're adding to it and what they did. And, and Zakaria, right. Too. Right. It's like they they added pieces to this. Zakaria is not this, like, there's a reason they he got doesn't have 5 to million. Be. He doesn't have to be though. He cut. I, I disagree because I think Juventus have arguably the fifth worst roster or not the fifth worst, the fifth best roster in Serie A right now. Who, 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 who's, who, who's our better? Who's, who's better? Because I could put Inter and I could think right away Inter, Atalanta, and, and I'll say, Napoli. I'll say Inter, Atalanta, Napoli, AC Milan. I'm not I'm not huh. gonna give it to AC. I'm not I, 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 I like I was say, saying, huh. I'm not gonna give it to AC Milan. I like what Roma so you know what I'm so not you said three you said three teams. Yeah, the, the okay. Yeah, I might, they, I might, I might put Rome. I, I would put Roma there with what Jose Mourinho is doing, okay. and a lot of the signings they're making with a specific. Uh, Mourinho's Mourinho's making signings with a specific like goal in mind, like the kind of guys they're bringing in. Like Ainsley, I can I can never say his name. Niles. He's a weird one for a lot of people on the outside, but Mourinho obviously has a very specific plan for bringing him in. Tammy Abrams. I, he's had a decent season for them. He'll obviously get better, and they have already. They already do have a lot of solid pieces on that team too. And if you look at Juventus, they got Moise Keane back on loan from Everton. They got um, what's his name this summer, uh, Locatelli this summer. They have Adrian Ravio, who's one of the most temperamental guys. So you don't really know what you're gonna get from him. They loaned out who they loan out to. They loan loan out Kuli Kulishevsky, Kulishevsky, who yeah. we thought and, was going to be one of the best young players in Syria. And then they and also they let go Bentacor, which I thought yes. was crazy. And right. you know what, Vic, I agree with you hundred percent. Juve are in a low key crisis. It's not vivid now, yes. but it, it will be vivid in the summer once DiBala goes. And Bernadeschi goes because his contract runs out this summer. Matthias De Litt is rumored to be wanting to leave too now because this isn't what he signed up for. So this is going to be a low-key crisis. But I'm not saying they're – I know for Dick they're the winners. I'm not saying they're the winners. But they're doing a low-key good job adding little pieces here and there. So in the summer, instead of getting like, you know, eight players – now we have to go get six. 
Oh, so you've done part of the job is what you said. Yes. You, you, if, you've, you're you already planning ahead for, for summer. When you frame it that way, I could see if the if the idea is they're getting some of their work from the summer. Because they're, I think, like you said, they I are think, in a crisis. I think, they, I think they realize that, like, if we add, like, if we add one or two pieces that can help us for the rest of the season and, like, we can nick – because it's – it's Champions League or bust for them. If they don't make, if they don't make Champions League, well, if they don't make Europe this year, they're in trouble financially. So they have to at least make Europa League. But for Juventus' identity for the last decade, they have to make Champions League. Yeah, it's Champions League or bust, and they can creep into a top four spot. I believe so. Before before you get to AC Milan, I'm gonna give my winners. I have a uh, yeah. Go go I, ahead. Go ahead. I have I have a two teams tied, but I'm gonna give the edge. So the two teams I had tied as the winners were Tottenham and Everton. Um, Tottenham brought in Bentecourt from Juventus and Kulu, Kuluchevsky from Juventus also. And those are two guys that I think – I think the Bentecourt is 24, and I think Kuluchevsky might be 22. 22, 22. So two young guys. The only reason I gave them a bit of a loss is they lost Lo Celso. They lost Deli Ali, they lost Brian Hill, and they lost Ndombele. So those are four guys that contribute to the depth of your team. And you only replace them with two guys, but those two guys are two guys that Conte knows will fit his system. So they, they're a scary team. And then my actual winners are Everton. Because I thought Everton could low-key have gotten relegated this year. I think we talked about that last time. But they bring in Lampard, and then he's got Donny van der Beek coming in all alone. He's got, I think Anwar El Ghazi was already done as part of the Dinya transfer. Yeah. And then um, the big one for me is Deli Ali. Deli Ali is one of those guys that if he gets going, he could all of a sudden look like a top class midfielder again in the Premier League. And Frank Lampard might be the kind of laid back coach who believes in his players to get, get that out of him. And at Everton, he's in a high reward, low risk situation. So I like all the moves Everton made. Now I am convinced there's no way they get relegated. Before okay. this window, I was like, maybe. Now I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, because I, there was a trend at Everton, and I think it was Rafa's fault, where he's like, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of all of the creative players. Like all the oh, people, yes. all, all, all the people that have had, that have like the most like progressive passes or like shot creating actions, like Digne, James, yeah, we don't we don't want those guys, man. But now all of a sudden, like you said, they've got guys who do exactly that in Van de Beek and Deli Alley. So yeah, I I don't I don't fear for Everton. I'm still a little sketchy of them next season. Yeah, but I that's think what I, I but, to but I think I think let's get through this year. They'll get through this year, but they're still gonna need a lot of work. I think there's okay. I think they're still the winners in the way that Juve are, where it's like job not finished. But yeah, we, you we, did enough building, for now. Yeah, we 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 took some pieces off that we need to get in the summer.